welcome everybody to what uh by the time you hear this will be uh i guess the wednesday edition maybe thursday edition of the true abilities i am uh running a skeleton crew today but it doesn't feel that way boys uh Joined by Jake and Thomas from Pendejo Time and also uh, one half of the Holy Boys, one half Street Fight Radio, Mr. Brian Quimby of Columbus, Ohio. Tom, uh, hey, everybody. I don't know why I came in like that. That was real aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. I hey. brought all these boys together today to talk about Travis Scott and nothing else. But, <laughs> but, but Travis Scott. So we had to go get some real Texas boys to really. Oh, hell dive, yeah. <laughs> dive to the heart of the satanic conspiracy underlying Astro World. I guess number three. Is this not, is this the third time they did it? I think uh, two or three. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. The Holy Trinity, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a bunch of my friends. One of my friends was like, hey, check this out. He sent me a. He sent my girlfriend a pic. It was a so my girlfriend a picture, and then I got the same picture. It was of a guy that was like in a he was like contorted, uh, and was like blue. And I guess in the moment he was like, "I'm gonna snap this and I'm gonna send." That. <laughs> I it was dark. It's dark, but it was like he was like, "I think some people here are dead," and I don't know if he was just like in shock or something because it was like, "Check this out." And then some other people on Twitter were like, I posted about it. Same thing. They were like, I think this guy was like either dead or like severely. Like, injured. so you posted about flight before all like the news came out. Or no, 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 no. I mean, I had like, I had heard, like I was getting updates from friends who were at the show. And I was so like, like oh. I started to say, we're going to check your church of Satan credentials. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's yeah, what I'm here for. That's what I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm here because I'm, I'm Satan. Demon possessed. I'm not in Texas, and I uh, I know two Travis Scott songs, but I do like Satan, and I am actually trying to get my podcast to be on the satanic wavelength too. So well, hoping the, to possess some people. Well, let me so, ask you this: Did y'all did y'all grow up in church? In yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up well, Southern Baptist. So Jake, you're from Austin. Thomas, you're from up around Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah, around Fort Worth. Yeah, what what did y'all grow up as? I grew I grew up in Houston. We were Southern Baptists, so like I mean, just the the like the the spiritual warfare thing was like a big part of Sunday school. Like, there's a war. Go, the devil is a big red guy. He's a he's a like a big red monster. He's yeah, not like, like a cover of the Leuven brothers, actually. right? Like, like, exactly. Like it's not a metaphor. This is a big jacked red dude who lives in the ground. And he That's wants right. you to he wants you to jack off all day and like fucking drink and he don't yeah yeah he and wants then, you to absolutely beat the devil out of it yeah 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 and then God you know of course is like equal he's a little bit more jacked big beard you know it's like, like it's like SARMs versus like full on roids you know? yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was how I grew up in some this the, the like the the stories were very much like all around you is like holy mortar fire. Like there's a war on for your soul all day from like, I guess five to when I like stopped going, I guess as a teenager or whatever. Yeah. Well, the reason why I ask is this, and this might be good fodder for the holy boys, Brian is there was like, I don't know how far into it you got, but we used to have this Christian channel 
that showed this documentary late at night that when I was a kid scared the fuck out of me. It was like um, they just went through the history of rock and roll and like showed all the satanic tie-ins of all the bands. So they're like, you know, talking about like uh, Jimi Hendrix and his plaster mm. caster. And it's like, and some groupies made a plaster uh dildo of his penis and mm -hmm. that was somehow a tribute to satan and then it's like janice joplin she died and her they found out that her body was riddled with syphilis is that how you want to end up too riddled yeah. with syphilis when <laughs> yeah. you go? I, I wouldn't care really yeah i don't think truth. i would yeah well, well by definition you wouldn't probably know if you died riddled with syphilis you'd be exactly. well, I mean, by that. what if you just had a little bit of it you know <laughs> i'm not so, quite riddled yet it's just you know <laughs> Just a little little tinge. Of you got a little taste of it. You got. Uh, I got a little, <laughs> a little sprinkle of syphilis. <laughs> I do declare I got a little bit of the taste of the syphilis. You're fanning yourself like a debutante. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's flowers wilt. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I need to touch the sweet tea. The syphilis is creeping up on me. <laughs> yeah, the, the bird consumption. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Consumption of the bird. Well, it's funny just because, I, well, it's not, you know, like, so have y'all seen all these like coincidences and stuff with it? I've yeah, seen I went some. down a little rabbit hole. Yeah. Did y'all see the one that's like, it was like 666 day or whatever it was, 666 months and six days until the founding of like the church of Satan, which like, to be clear, is just like, just like, I guess at this point, just a bunch of libertarians, like hot topic libertarians. Yeah, it was Anton. Anton LaVey wanted like a decent excuse to get his dick sucked all day by like weird L.A. girls. And <laughs> the best thing. So, that he yeah. In many ways, just the same person as Travis Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a Anton LaVey was like, I'm going to paint this house black and I'm going to have orgies, but I want it to be different from all the other orgies. So, you know. Church of Satan, like that was a that was the big thing that I have a sort of always is is yeah it's like if you ask like there was the Church of Satan was on Twitter like most of us are atheists like this is they caught to it being like a bit <laughs> they were like yeah. a lot of, you know yeah like we don't <clears throat> worship like Lucifer or whatever like all, most of us just have chain wallets and ride dirt bikes and shit like we're not anyway yeah they're it's libertarians it's like ron paul guys but ron paul is so like lame to look at yeah. and and shit and like you have to talk about like the sanctity of the constitution and stuff when you're into like libertarianism <clears throat> yeah. but if you're into satanism you're just like yeah, just do whatever you want just fucking suck and everything you ever wanted to do it's great it's fun and it's like yeah. well, i agree with that like that part of the whole thing <laughs> until you get a little touch of syphilis then the fuck yeah suck. yeah comes to a halt a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah but it, it 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 is interesting too because it's like and i'd be curious to know what y'all think about this because it's like they're like a cult shit it's like so pop like popular and sort of back right now like it's just like like you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. everybody's into like uh you know like the what do you call it uh but they like uh, witches right now. Yeah, like witches the witch thing. Goth meant, shit yeah. and stuff is pretty popular, but like I mean, not to the I don't I don't know. I don't know what, what Astro World is. I know that Marilyn Manson was there last year and he, you know, obviously he's a bad dude, but he, he called the audience a bunch of pussies after he left. 
Um, so I was pretty shocked so that they, something they took went that as bad. a challenge. For, for, yeah, yeah, I was shocked he, that something went bad. And like, um, it seems like if the church catches a whiff of like anybody being interested in the occult, they freak out. And satanic panic is the most fun panic to have. It's so much better than like terrorists and Islamophobia yeah. and stuff like that, because it's like anybody in your neighborhood <laughs> or your house can be satanic. It would be great. Right. I, there's a, I know my, so my brother is like, he's like a younger, like Gen Z he's 19. And so he gave me like an insight to like, like all that Aleister Crowley shit is like kind of big with like whoever the burnouts are for Gen Z. Like if you're 17, 18, 19 and you're like you hang out by the bleachers and like all you all share one Mickey's and you smoke your dad's cigarettes, all those right. motherfuckers, those guys have existed that like from greasers to metalheads, like they've always existed right now. They're really into like the church of Thelema and they're really into like fucking like wizards and warlocks like the dark side of rush albums like that is what they're into. And he's like, so a lot of the, I was, we were talking about it and he's like a lot of, this was like before the Travis Scott thing, but in the same vein, is that like a lot of his generation's burnouts, like that is their edgy. It's like, so, they're, yeah. It, it, are, are they getting any pussy or is it like, <laughs> like or is it like Bobby on King of the Hill and the, the witches of, of West Arlen, remember it's like yeah. Uh, <laughs> when he when he joined that uh that D and D group and he and and, and, and yeah. Hank was like, you didn't drink none of that goat's blood, did you, Bobby? Yeah, it's like no. I think so. For every guy that's into it, there's like a girl with like half a shaved head and like a and yeah and like a pentagram pen. I guess that I like it's the entire. It's not just the dudes. It's like every kid who's like not going to college. And not even getting a job. And it's just like, I'm going to do backflips into a pool till I die. Like, that's basically what I'm doing. <laughs> like, they're, the thing that they're into is that. It's like the emo rap thing is really adjacent to, like, the old school Crowley, like, occultism. And so, so when they're, he, they're doing, they're, they're, like, listening to, like, little people doing entry-level witchcraft. Basically, yes. And, that, and that's, <laughs> and that's yes. the guys getting all the pussy. Well, I mean, it's certain type of no. pussy, I guess. I don't want to speculate it's on... A, it's a haunted pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion pussy. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. She I mean, got that Bowser's Castle pussy. You feel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's guys... My daughter's 17 and is in kind of like a, a very small high school. And, like, we live in kind of an urban area. So, like, it's like the suburbs, but, like... It's weird. right. It's, it's, is it's this right. how you're trying to tell us you've uh, you've sent her to prep school from your? Yeah, yeah. she's in public podcasting game. She's yeah. in pub. She's in public school, but it's a school that like I think there's like 40 kids in her graduating class, and we live okay. in we live in a city, and uh, the bad kids at her school really are into that like that rap. Uh, the the Travis Scott, the Lil Peep, uh, they all are rappers. And it does, from what she tells me, it does seem like they're trending toward like being just they're they're trending towards being like me when I was in high school, which was a, <laughs> yeah. a sort of bad <laughs> back kid. when you were getting all the pussy. Yeah, <laughs> but, well, I, think, I, 
I like, think I was a bad kid. Yeah. That's I was a bad kid that started smoking in twelfth grade and took LSD for the first, or started smoking in sixth grade and took LSD for the first time in sixth grade and was into heavy yeah. metal and shit. And like, I wasn't a Satanist because I think I was always just kind of an atheist. But right. like, it made me feel so good to do like satanic art in my art yeah. class yeah. and for the teacher to be like, Oh, you can't do that. That's satanic. And then it was like a whole big fun thing. Cause I shocked an adult. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember distinctly, like, again, like there are different genres of the same shit. Like I was into like black flag and like all that, like DC, like hardcore punk. And we hung out and like, skateboarded in ditches and you know did pentagram like again it's all just like like the shithead kids or whatever but this version the current version of shithead kid is also wizard so like <laughs> i think i think that the trap like and that being the case combined with the fact that i think a lot of people a lot of people's politics have shifted to like baptist pta reaganite mom like just people who were middle of the road like it's just it's very easy to go reactionary like middle of the road conservative and so <clears throat> you see a bunch of kids that are like this crowley guy like he's kind of cool and all this symbolism is cool and of course like even gen x and like millennial parents older millennial parents are going to be like <gasps> even though 10 12 years ago maybe they were doing the same shit it's like this is just the new brand of it it's grandpa simpson like old man yells at cloud shit yeah. now a bunch of motherfuckers did die at this show. And just because there was some spooky elements of it, like those same parents who 15 years ago were like, you know, listening to like corn and slipknot and, you know, and shit like they've got a 12 or 13 year old who's like, I want to do fucking wizard. I want to do Hogwarts shit, but for real, like they're turning, they're turning it, they're turning old and they don't know how to deal with it. So the way I'm going to do magic so I can get all the pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, what, Dad, that's when you, weird. That's weird because I had that conversation. My kid, I was having like a conversation with my daughter last night. And she was like, you know, me and all my friends sort of made a pact to not become Republicans when we get older. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, good. man. When I was fucking 18, I couldn't have imagined a single person that I hung out with becoming a Republican. And yeah. now, like, 95% of the people I hung out with when right. I grew up are, like, Blue Lives Matter yeah. Republican types. Because it just, it fucking happens to people. And you're yeah. totally right that, like, if the way that you have to go is like black lives matter liberal sort of parent right like like right. the uh the parent that is like really into joe biden and shit right then your kid if he's bad is probably gonna be like a maga guy and my, my yeah my daughter knows has friends whose younger brothers are maga guys whose parents are like we don't know what the fuck to do with them we might have to send yeah. them to like catholic school or something which right. i don't think is gonna yeah. work but like if your parents are headed are trending conservative, what we consider right. conservative now, then they're right. maniacs. Like they're yeah. the fucking maniac Trump people. And if you're right. wanting to push against those people, it's so fucking easy to make them mad. It's so easy. <laughs> like I remember distinctly being like, cause I was my, my mom was always very religious, very conservative. My dad 
smoke crack and crash forklifts for a living. He has no <laughs> politics and no religion. He's just, he's like, I'm going to play uh, for whom the bell tolls at 180 decibels for 10, 15, 25 years. And that's who I am. <laughs> that, that does sound like a godless fellow. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> so like when I was like coming into like, I guess my rebellious phase, I was like, you know, like, what can I get into that's just going to, cause I can't make my dad mad. I can't shock him. I'm pretty sure he's seen a suit dude die over like a 20 bag of blow. So I can't be like, I'm smoking weed dad. He's like, yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> you know, like he's nothing scares that motherfucker, but my mom, I'm like, okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to li be listening to like, you know, fucking, uh, yeah. Like some obscure, like, <laughs> like 80s like fucking scream black metal and i'm gonna like you know smoke cigarettes that i stole from her you know like that and so like if that again like if if the modern day equivalent of that rebellion is like again like black magic and be and like obviously what's funny is is like travis scott isn't it's not like rock which you would normally associate like historically like you know, with the, the dark well, arts or it's, whatever. It's, it's interesting because I guess the closest analog in rap you would find is like 10 years ago and everybody was saying like Jay-Z's and the Illuminati. And right. I said all that kind of shit. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Watch the throne shit, all that stuff. It was like that last Jay-Z album he had was like, like the punchline to one of his raps was like, credit or something like something like that yeah and boozy, boozy put the video with the cash phone on there it's like jay-z don't tell us what to do in baton rouge or something like that <laughs> dude uh his his like that nips when nipsey died there people again like this is just a lot of people's intuitive reaction i think is to just like intertwine i remember when he died they were like yeah he was about to release like a dr sebi like the secret to the that would take down the pharmaceutical industry or something like Twitter was a lot was just so much like his connection with the SEBI like holistic medicine like big pharma and like somehow tying in then it with the, the Nipsey thing and again like aside from all the stuff that we're talking about I think there is this knee jerk intuitive response some people have to tragedy and I'm, I'm and I want it to be known I'm a huge conspiracy theory guy I love to go fucking nuts <laughs> reading this shit I I like. I've been reading one of these like CIA, like it's called program to kill. I've been going nuts over one of these fucking like CIA conspiracy books, whatever. I love them. Uh, that said, a lot of people, I think take some mundane tragedy, like of people's trampled to death at a show. And they're like, well, there was a ghost on the led screen behind Travis. And uh, my boy has been wearing black fingernail polish. So I imagine the devil's coming soon. Revelation, you know, hellfire. I mean, it, we live in, Dallas, Fort Worth, practically Sodom and Gomorrah. Like I think a lot of people. Hey, hey you're not wrong there. We, <laughs> me and Brian, me and Brian did an episode on Kenneth Copeland. We know about Kenneth Copeland, Tom. Oh my God, Mr. Copeland. Oh yeah. Oh man. Well, you, you know, uh, audience, you can't see on the, the Zoom screen. My last name is Copeland. You know, growing up, <laughs> it was weird. You know, growing up new, with Ken, new private jet every day. But other than he, that, uh, me and T Thomas talked about. His, so there was a video like in the heat of COVID, yeah. like 3000 people dying a day. There was a video that he did where he like people are don't they're getting laid off. Jobs are fucking going down the tubes. And he's like, I don't care. You can't pay your rent. You can't pay your car. No, you give your tithe to the church. You give that 10% what is owed to the Lord. 
because when crops are glean, temper like tried to do some like parable from the gospels about like giving money to him. He has like a fucking ten thousand dollar suit on. People are dying. But the people that I grew up with, like obviously, like that's an upsetting video. But the people that I know and grew up with, they eat that shit up. They I, love that shit. I, he I, was mine and Brian's consensus favorite, I think, from the first run of Holy Boy shows. What I, I like Jesse Duplantis now, but uh, uh I'm a big Duplantis head, but uh, I just listened to Mark Driscoll today talk about how, like, instead of moving in with your, your, like, girlfriend or your boyfriend before you're married, you should just sleep in your car. And I was like, that is, that's terrible. It's kind of in the same place. I mean, yeah, I have found out now, today, I actually learned that there is like a whole bunch of Christians who believe that you should do nothing more than hold hands before right. marriage. Oh, yeah. So you can't. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's it's, huge. it's huge. There's a so there's a the the New Baptist Federation, the NB, NBC, I don't know, New Baptist something. These guys are big on YouTube right now. Um, and they preach like old school restoration, like abstinence, and like uh they're it, they're really popular with like the neo alt right, like the the Gen Z right wing, like the Nick Fuentes groups and all those guys is very yeah. popular with them. And I was watching clips of these sermons a while back to like piss myself off. And by the way, I fucked my YouTube algorithm up. Me it too. is just like it is just like you want to build a pipe bomb like <laughs> FBI.gov. Are you into like do you hate anybody that ain't white and you want to build a big, you know, like just honeypot YouTube videos anyway? These guys literally are like a lot of their fan base is younger. These young men are like wanting to rebel. And right now I remember growing up in the Bush era where the, the, for the most part, the cultural miasma was right wing. And now the cultural world is a little bit center left, you know, liberal. It can be the culture war is leaning that way kind of. So a good way to rebel is to go super far right. So a lot of these preachers are literally like, if you, if you're listening and you're younger out there, uh, and, you know, you got yourself a sweetheart or whatever, like, you know, they're fire and brimstone like neo-Calvinists. They're like, if you even fucking have a thought about taking her on down out to the malt shop and getting yourself a milkshake and getting handy in the back of dad's fucking pinto, whatever the fuck, then, you know, you need to, like, talk to your preacher or whatever. You and know, when I was coming up, that it was it wasn't anything they said, but it was understood there was going to be a little fingering. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. Saying, they're saying no kissing from what i yeah heard. and then like yeah. all i could fucking think about when i'm listening to these guys say you're not allowed to kiss or anything before you're married was like that fucking that honeymoon night that fucking orgasm probably does kick a lot of ass i gotta <laughs> give them yeah, the, like when you come, the back of the fucking ceiling, dude. your knees like, give out. You're like, you're just <laughs> yeah. like you. Oh! Yeah, yeah. No, I. Yeah, I've always thought about that too. Where it's like, if a couple actually waits, like the lady, it she's it's gonna be a rough night for her. <laughs> she shit yeah. out a lot. But the dude, oh come the fuck on, dude. That guy is like, imagine never smoking a cigarette, never having a beer. You haven't bu you haven't busted off once, and the first time that you do. Is your fucking wedding night? <laughs> oh man, I bet that shit is like a little taste of heroin. Just a I little bit. Of I wonder what it's like. Freak out and kill her. 
Yeah. Ah! Oh, so good. <laughs> Let's keep this train going, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got 10 rounds in you? I got 30 years built up in me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I won 15 times the first night. It has to be something. Because, yeah. like, the weirdest thing about it, the thing no, that... No, I'm, I'm a like the one guy that's just blowing exactly one nut on his first time <laughs> and, rest, and resting on his laurels. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's a I, sweet life, ain't it, honey? <laughs> yeah. I like, I, I do like the thought that it, it, that, like, it's a really good that's like one really good night, but more often than not, you know, these are, I mean, because you, anybody that knows a lot of like Christian people knows that like that wait, they get married at like 18 or 19. It is such a fucking disaster. Like I'm with the same woman that I was with when I was 19 years old. We've been together for 24 years 23 years we did not eat we didn't get married until we were together for 10 years because i was just like i ain't fucking doing it man i'm not i don't know i i wouldn't be able to just walk out any fucking time <laughs> respect no respect respect <laughs> respect uh, how, how old were you when you made a decision for christ no no <laughs> I, I made a decision for insurance <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but so I could quit my job and become a podcaster. See, it all worked out for me in the end. Marriage really helped yeah. me. But <laughs> yeah. it it is like you think about like kids just being pressured to get married when they're 18, being pent up, then going to this festival that is like, I mean, when you go to your first concert and you see people like openly smoking weed and like <laughs> dudes fucking or women for some, for some that wedding night is their first concert. Yeah. yeah. But you see like women grinding on guys and they're almost fucking in the pit or in at the right. concert. And like, everybody's just like on their worst behavior. You might go a little fucking crazy. I know that like, I went, I, everybody knows this and I'm not like, I went to Woodstock 99. Well, and you're covered in shit, by the way, I'm asking. I was not, no, but I, I <laughs> did come home and tell all my redneck friends, like, uh, hey, you know those people with mud on them? That was shit. Actually. That's poop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I went there, and, like, when I got home, you would be watching MTV, and they would do one-hour investigative news specials about, you know, what happened there? What right. happened there? And the answer is, like, bad vibes and, like, a bad concert. That's like what happens to get people to fucking go crazy like that. Number one, you get a bunch of people that are pent up and want to get out. Maybe a lot of kids going to their first show and then fucking, you know, somebody posted a TikTok of the of what they were playing in between acts at Astro World. And it sounded I don't want to say demonic, but it sounded fucking it, weird and shit. It was like CIA torture music. It's like, well, it was like, well, let's let's consider that angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that, yeah, yeah. Let's. I mean, I did see that we clip cast too. it off. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the clip too, and it was like, it was like, <laughs> yep, <laughs> like that. And so it doesn't help me as a skeptic 
to see that after I spend like I did like an eight tweet thread where I was like, if you if you are like slapping your Bible right now, you're a fucking idiot. And I see that video and there's kids in a circle and the fucking <laughs> just casually like, delete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going through my shit like, no, fuck. I would definitely bloom because it was like it was like I was like, OK, I may have I may have came out swinging, but like whatever like i remember during the limp bit like during the limp biscuit show a long time ago a bunch of people died as well because uh limp biscuit concerts were just i'm a huge limp biscuit fan uh like limp biscuit concerts were just fucking insane shitty drugs <laughs> shitty people you know you imagine um, getting your like fucking skull stomped in and like the last words you rolling, hear is, like, rolling 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 it's rolling. one of those days yeah you don't want to wake up yeah. It's like, perfect. Yeah, no, exactly. Perfect though, I yeah. break stuff. My skull, you know. You know, yeah, well, you know what's that's funny what somebody, is that's, that's what somebody was saying about this Travis Scott shit. It's like it's like uh, getting in a car wreck, going to Arby's or something like that. You know, like yeah, I mean, dude, it is <laughs> it very mid grade music to lose your life to. Right, like I like again, like it takes the twenty year cycle. So that Limp Bizkit concert where those people died is like twenty years ago, and it it, it was like you know like uh it's all about the he said she said bullshit and like nine people get squashed to death and then like 20 years go by houston texas early fall and it's like you know i get those goosebumps every time and, and then like people die and you're like you know well, what doesn't give me goosebumps every time is osha violations <laughs> i gotta say that right up front. yeah yeah well that, that's the thing too is like i you know people are like oh travis scott like people are filing civil cases. It's like that motherfucker is untouchable. It's going to be like the city, like who, whoever the security team and whoever was hired or whatever to like handle crowd control. Like, I don't think any of those mother, like any of the big name people are going to be like, did you, did you see what they're uh, offering to the victims? No, it's like a month, one, of therapy. one month of free online therapy. Better yeah, help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell was yes, there, dude. Was there a code to it? There yeah. has to be to get free therapy, right? Yeah, like, it's like yeah. you just have to. If you knew someone who died, you put their name in, and that's the promo code. <laughs> <laughs> that is, is uh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it 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 is such just a weird thing because like these things are generally like a failure of logistics. That's, yeah, that's exactly what these things usually are. But we do every time something like this happens, we do have to go through the whole process of saying, what does this say about society Correct. when it yeah. probably doesn't really say much about society as a no, whole? I mean, especially if you think about like, like, like we're just all insane right now. People dying at concerts is not new. Like drug induced high, like drug induced psychosis and like crowd compression is like old news. Like you know it happens. Well, there's people that have like like uh, hundreds of people die in like small clubs like during fires right. and shit. Right, like and great white. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so name like, and shame, you know, you got you have to say great white when it happens because they should still be being punished for that. <laughs> Remember how yeah. Great White was like the first band to perform live during COVID too? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> So, so my mom, who right now she's changed her tune, but during COVID, like heat of COVID, she she was like a anti-mask, anti like everything, like Trump, like MAGA all the way. She's since changed her tune on it, but I remember she was like, "Hey, I'm going to the Gold Nugget, Louisiana, 
And you know who's playing? Fuck COVID and all, not Ranger. And I was like, I am not risking spewing pink foam in the ICU for fucking Night Ranger, dude. This was like June or this was like May 2020. It's like, you know, like, don't you want to hear Sister Christian and fucking all these like what man, what 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 man would be y'all's like? I'm gonna risk it for uh Randy ZZ Rainbow Top or whatever. That, it was Randy Rainbow would probably I'm just kidding. Uh I don't know. It has to be a set. It has to like be a package tour. I think. For yeah. Me. I think I've seen every <laughs> band I ever wanted to see. I can't think of any band that I haven't seen that I want to see. It would or- have to be an era. Like I would have to be in a time machine. Like I'm thinking like mid nineties era, like modest mouse, maybe if I'm answering honestly. Uh, but if, but if I'm thinking seriously now, no band. Yeah. I mean like I'm vaccinated or whatever and I've been going places, but. I, you just wouldn't catch me at a fucking Travis Scott concert with like fifty thousand people there. Uh, Charlie XCX. Yeah, that's that's a good pick. Ty- <laughs> yeah, that's a that's not a bad one, uh, dude. I I would have so much fun there, but you know, it's <laughs> some of the best you know music. Anyway, yeah, I I can't really think of any. Um, I don't really. I I, I used to speculatively look at concerts a lot. Uh, like, you know, it's Friday night or whatever, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the websites. But then, you know, one night I was looking and I saw that, uh, what's his name? Bushwick Bill? Yeah, yeah Bushwick Bill, yeah. And I was like, huh, is he performing with the rest of the Ghetto Boys? No? Well, I'll catch him next time. <laughs> next day, he's fucking dead. Dude, I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, well, that's what I get. Kind I of say looking at concerts I'm not going to go to because now that is, a, you know, what are the odds? I, I kind of killed Bushwick Bill in a way. Sorry in, about that. In a way, yeah, you're you're on the hook for Bushwick Bill's demise. Yeah. Did, did you all see that fucking I, – I posted a clip to it, but I saw it, man. I've been I've watched it like 100 times. Boosie goes uh, – he's on Vlad again, and that motherfucker needs to stop going on interviews because he just says – the wild let, shit. Tell, let me tell you something about Boosie. Me and <laughs> me and my me and my co-host, we used to do this radio program because where we're at, there's like a bunch of federal prisons and like because they just yeah. build them in the mountains where they can kind of right. hide them and all this right. shit. And we've like developed this sort of like almost pen pal like relationship with a lot of these guys locked up. Like some of them would be like named like Big Blue Face and like mm-hmm. uh, you know. Like uh, you know, like sort of Tony the Crip or whatever, like shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Crip and Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will write us, man, and every goddamn song they request is like what I learned from the streets by Little Boozy. Like, say what you want about Boozy, that motherfucker gets so much unconditional love. No. Guys locked up and shit. I'm a, I'm a big Boozy fan. I wish like I, the guy like his music is I I like Boozy. I like all the singles. I like all the fucking like deep Louisiana like B sides. But he I just, mean I, I'm not saying he's a good father. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> just I I hate his music. I respect him as an individual. <laughs> let's throw you know. Let's, yeah, let's, let's throw, throw all of our Boozy boats in the bag. I, I respect him as a father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a good fly dude. He went on that show. And, uh, you know, Vlad was like, you know, what kind of white girls you like? Are you into, like, the white girls with the box braids who, like, 
act like hard and like hood. And he was like, hell no, nah. I'm into like Baywatch white girls, like high school white girls. And there was like a pause in the interview. And he was like, yeah. And didn't even like, he didn't elaborate <laughs> on that point. The, the he, only he, time I've ever seen Boozy on the ropes was when Mike Tyson was asking me. Oh, was gay. dude, that was so fucking funny. <laughs> Because his daughter is a, let's say let's call it what it is. If Tyson was shaking you down under duress, you would confess to being gay to Mike Tyson, even if you weren't. Like I, yeah. I'd say, I mean, you know, it's it's not off the table. Mike. Well, like the same interviewer asked him about that in a separate interview, like a few months back, and and he was like, you know, well, his daughter, you know, she's a lesbian, and she heard your remarks or whatever, and he was like, what do you want me to say? I don't agree with it, and it's just like the guys, his positions are dog shit. But if you're consistent in the face of sure demise against Iron Mike Tyson and you're like, yeah, I just don't fuck with like people like your kid, <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't think like your daughter's going to hell. I, You know, I've killed people, but she's gay. So like, <laughs> eh, you know, like, like he's just like, again, not not trying to throw him respect or, or dibs or nothing. I love but it's, it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say it. He's just he's just like a guy that like I, again you see this happen in rap. I've I've me and Thomas have talked about it before on on our show where it's like people be like, can you believe that the baby and like Freddie Gibbs like uh, uh, me the guys from Migos like they're like not like woke or whatever. And it's like all right, look, I'm not saying I agree with their positions on stuff. But there are people, and this is like certain people from like the old country world. I'm not saying now like pop country, but like the old country world. And there are certain people from the rat, like hip hop community that like the communities they were raised in, like you pluck them from those communities and you put them in the public eye. Their positions don't change become because they became celebrities. Their positions don't change. Like they, they're like yeah, hyper conservative. Did you guys hear that Chingy is uh, transphobic? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, we gotta like, take care of that. You guys, fifty. <laughs> yeah, somebody 50, would just talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, my friend, my friend's got uh, another of our friends a uh, Chingy cameo for his oh birthday. Oh my god! And it's fucking great because in the back, his like smoke alarm beepers just you know like when you like don't change the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so. Oh, sick. He's just doing that. The smoke alarm just doing that annoying yeah <laughs> that happens on one of, i have this podcast i listen to that i love simply because uh one of the hosts always has his uh dude i did going on <laughs> dude let me tell you i i had one for three episodes and the motherfuckers that listened to our show were dming me and they were on the patreon and they were like jake if you don't change that fucking smoke alarm it's over. Like I was they were, trying to get him to not ever change it. I just wanted us to hit zero patrons somehow because of that. Yeah, lose <laughs> all of our lose like we were been building up like lose all four hundred patrons overnight because I refused. I wanted I, I wanted to slowly make it like incremental incrementally louder to where like at first you're like, dude, you gotta change it. And then he's just like got the mic up to it and like he's in the other room. He's like, Yeah. Oh <laughs> The show I listen to is ten ninety nine a month to uh, subscribe to it, okay. and uh, the dude's dogs are always barking. His smoke alarms <laughs> always going off. It's fucking great. I love That's it badass. because it's so like, it's so audacious and 
incredibly easy to fix. And yeah. you're just like, oh my god. I'm not uh, turning the gain down. What? Why would I? Yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes me fucking sit here and be like, what am I doing? Like with equipment. Like, why do yeah. I even need that? I could just be on my phone doing this. And pe- but people do get mad when it yeah. sounds bad. Unfortunately, no, they, I like, like it. The bigger that, like, I like the bigger that our show has gotten. Like, obviously, you're exposed. Your content is exposed to more audio files or whatever. Yeah, like hey, people listen, who are like, listen, I'm gonna tell y'all something. That's you're you're approaching the danger zone with that. <laughs> One day, one day, it's like the guy's like, yeah, you should really turn the game down or whatever. And then the next day, you got a guy like today, a guy's on there telling me that uh, two guys in their 40s, I'm not in my 40s, and uh, a black guy that's never listened to Travis Scott shouldn't be opining on Travis Scott's music. I feel like I, I should like, be allowed to talk about anything where Satanism gets brought up in it. Right. Really. Right. I feel like right. that is, that's my wheelhouse. And I should be allowed to talk about it anytime I want. And Any, uh, I should be allowed to opine about anything. I'm op- anything. I, that's my job. Yeah. Anything <laughs> where like anything where like cr- like satanic panic, the tenth iteration meets like weird Christian, like pseudo Christian, like because again, the stuff that's like on the other side of the coin, the current like anti-vax Christian, my it's not even like christian it's almost like christian slash woo woo crystal like white like white magic versus dark magic i don't know how to describe overlap there yeah i like i i don't i don't know i was so when i was when i had covid i just went down like all these tiktok rabbit holes of these like nurses who get into like multi-level pyramid marketing scheme they're also like super christian they're like i'm at my hospital in frog balls arkansas and they ain't one COVID patient here. We got, I mean, we're clear and empty. And you can hear the machines in the back, like, like they're people dying. They've all got, they've all got flu B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like in the same way that a lot of the guys that I hung out with, like a lot of the like skateboarding, like burnout kids. Like I remember a distinctly senior year. A lot of the kids that were like you know, fuck like United States government, whatever. A lot of them were just like, man, I ship off in like two weeks. And they're like smoking a weed behind some ditch or whatever. And I'm like, ship off where to like kill yourself. Like we ain't doing nothing <laughs> or whatever, you know? And then they were like, Oh, I ship off to the Marines. And I was like, why? And they were like, I mean, I was just going to like set myself on fire doing something stupid, but they, I went to Little Caesars to get a job, and next door was a recruiter. <laughs> and, you know, they were like, hey, do you want a Camaro? We got it. Uh, like, there's Dude, this- every, everybody that I, that was, like, going to the Marines that I went to high school with was like – there was, like, a very specific type of guy that went to the Marines. And he was, like, a guy that was, like, probably considered himself, like, kind of a street tough a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? But, like, also – like, I don't know. Like, he really well, – I don't know. Y'all are probably a little bit younger than I am. But, like, it was a guy that was really moved by that, like, let's roll message post-9-11. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, for sure. Like, well, I mean, I know that – so I graduated high school in 2012. And, like, the, the people who enrolled – who enlisted, like, literally the day they turned 18, it was like a – it was a split between, like, sons and sons and daughters of men and women who were – so it's like a family thing. Like right, the way right. that certain families have lawyers. 
And then it was those guys you're describing. And the other third were guys who like, I never thought like guys who, like I said, we like hung out, road skate, like skateboarded, did drugs. Like we're just into the same kind of like shitty punk music, the same message of like, but then like, I guess when adulthood came knocking, it was like, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go into debt and get a degree that don't matter. And they were like, I'm going to go to the desert. Yeah, you there's know, a dude. I, I I've told this story on on Street Fight before, but there's this dude I went to high school with, and and like he was, I party, we partied all the time. He was the guy that would beat people up for you. So like I was a, <laughs> okay, I was yeah. a super thin kid. I was like a hundred and I wasn't a hundred and twenty pounds till I was in my twenties, and like, but I you know obviously I can talk. And uh, I am really good at talking shit and hurting people's feelings. And like, so they would send me. That'd only take you so far. Exactly. That's why I stopped doing it. They would send me to talk shit to people and start fights. And then this guy would jump in and just whip the guy's ass or whatever. He was kind of like. He, I don't know. He just liked fighting and shit. And we would run from the cops and we would do all this vandalism and do all these fucking drugs. We even sold drugs for a period of time. And like a year and a half ago, I was like on Facebook. It it was when I was still on Facebook, I was scrolling through and a newspaper article was posted and uh, I started reading it. And it was about a controversy at a high school about a kid not being allowed to carry the thin blue line flag onto the football field. And like uh, uh, the coach told him he wasn't allowed to do it. And that kid was this guy's son, and he was in a newspaper throwing a fucking fit about Hell it. Yeah. And I just was he was he was he, was he that kid that rosy cheek kid that was taunting the elder Nathan Phillips and <laughs> DC. <laughs> Yeah, but I, yeah. I couldn't believe that it even I couldn't fucking believe that it happened. That like this guy, I mean, he's a landlord now, which is a path to right that kind of behavior <laughs> but sure. like i just couldn't believe this guy that fucking he did he he you know he goes out and shoots guns and shit like that but he like loves the police now and he loves mm-hmm. the government now and I, I just i fucking i can't figure out where that kind of thing happens to people that that's yeah, why the, I mo- can't... the most the most the the guys that had the most anti-social qualities back in the day in the sort of personality disorder sense now we're like diehard like cop and military guys yeah. i dude i think there's got there's something i mean the poverty draft is real and i think oh, no, that's right. for real yeah. and and so if you grow up like in a, in a poor area like i when i went to school i became friends with people whose parents were very very well off and you know like had it great had it made and i talked about like you know where i come from it's like pizza joint, gun store, liquor store, and then military recruiting in every strip mall as far as I could see. And they were like, yeah. we don't see a lot of military recruitment places where we're from. And I'm like, yeah, you're from like a really fancy area in Dallas. It's like they're every 10 feet if you live like in an area that's like sticks around at the poverty line. So because yeah, of that, put the I th- check cash in joints and nice. Yeah, <laughs> the payday loan joints, the bail bondsman and the fucking military recruitment joints. Yeah. And I, I think because of that, you get a lot of people who when they're younger they're like man shit's fucked up and they get drafted up into that shit and they beat that shit out of you and they're like actually it's great and it rocks 
And yeah. you're going to, you're going to be a part of this machine now. Cause like I said, I, same thing that Brian said, I had friends that, you know, we weren't politically aligned cause we were teenagers, but we knew like there's something fucking amiss here. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. And then, and then now like I see them on Facebook and they're like, you stop my flag and I'll stop your ass. And I'm like, dude, we used to listen to like minor threat and like read like fucking like, like the, like Gaddafi's green book and shit. <laughs> like when we were in college, like, or when I was in college and you still live back home, like, and, and now here you are, Travis Scott fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like here I am, we you know, opi- opining about, you know, Lil Boosie and like neo paganism and shit. It all comes full circle. <laughs> So, well, let me ask you this before we, before we wrap up here. Uh, Travis Scott, emissary of Satan, or, you know, is it possible there's some sort of uh, uh, intelligence apparatus chicanery going on here? Or is this just your run-of-the-mill tragedy? Or is what Thomas said, was it just a couple of guys on the business end of, a, you know? Uh, also, before we wrap up, did you guys see the article that came out like an hour ago no. where after the show he just went to Dave & Buster's? <laughs> no is that is that for real i am dead serious he he like said he was like oh i didn't know that happened like he just yeah he literally went to a dave and busters right after that like deadly concert that which is, is so he earned back my respect with that one move like that well, is incredible i gotta play some fucking pinball man this is tough. <laughs> Too yeah, much. Bro. I need a Mai Tai and to play fucking air hockey. I gotta yeah. <laughs> I got yeah, I gotta win a goddamn Bowser doll for my <laughs> I don't wanna fucking play Fruit Ninja on my phone. I wanna play it on the arcade cabinet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Man, have I to say that, that like he's not here's what I think. He is not an emissary of Satan. I don't think he's that cool. I think I think the interesting thing is for me is going to be be to see if he's able to weather the storm. If people are going, if like the kids that are into him are going to turn on him because kids are fucking stupid. And like, I'm sure there's a ton of, you know, obviously people on Twitter think Gen Z is going to save us, but there's got to be a no. ton of Gen Z dipshit kids just being like, he, he might be. He might actually be Satan. We need to keep an eye on this guy. Well, he let, might let, be me, the let, let me ask you, let me ask you this on a serious note, though. Like, aren't like are some of these guys like provocateurs or something, though? You know what I mean? Like when the whole like Jay-Z shit was out, you know, like obviously it seems ridiculous on the face, but like they do gesture to that kind of shit and like fuck with you a little bit. You know what I mean? Like the, I remember the yeah. on to the next one video, everybody was like, you remember blueprint three when Jay-Z was doing that European shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, more recently, Lil Uzi Vert kind of had like more of a Marilyn Manson type vibe for a while where he would yeah. have like, he would get like million dollar, like iced out upside down crosses and shit, which is honestly like kind of cool the way he pulled it off. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think, I think with Travis Scott specifically, because he like with rap, he's really like one of the main like industry plants that actually like, yeah, he's like one of the ended up taking off. Like I've read interviews with his old management that was like, yeah, we basically like faked his numbers for a long time, like followers and streaming wise until it took off. Like he's just, I've heard shit like this, like, uh, 
I talked to a buddy of mine that was in a touring band. He was like, you could look at Spotify numbers, right? Yeah. And if like an artist's top six cities are like Bozeman, Montana, and Abilene, Texas, yeah. Pittsburgh, Kentucky, Columbus, Ohio, and not New York, LA, Chicago. Yeah. I'd mean cut you off, Thomas. Keep going. I was I was into that. No, that is that is interesting. I hadn't really thought about that, you know, but it would be sick to just every person in like Helena, Montana fucking loves. I don't know, pop smoke or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I mean, to, I guess like to, to the point of him, like I, so I think something happens when you go from being, you know, I, he's been, he's been famous in, in, the, in the public eye for a while, but I mean, you go from relative obscurity, you're popping off and then suddenly you're the biggest name. It's like, if something like this happens, even if it's a tragedy, it's good for money and it's good for numbers. I think the attention span, everybody, especially young people, will be on to something new in a month. We'll be on Black Friday death numbers. That's what we're going to be on because people are about to drop dead during Black Friday in this country. As- I think I think he's either going to uh, do a uh, collab album with that rapper Lecrae, that Christian rapper from Houston, I think. Dude, that would be so sick. So- Lecrae's pretty good. He's pretty good. Oh, get or or he's gonna lean into the devil thing and just do like a warmed over like uh, uh Playboy Cardi thing. Marilyn Manson. I mean, you could go the Marilyn Manson direction, and it might help. It's just no more McDonald's meals and shit yeah. like that. Like, I think he's just hit that critical level of of musician that when they're making meals. For you at McDonald's, although that seems a little less impressive now with the last big McDonald's meal person being just a person with a bunch of followers on Twitter or something. Yeah. Uh, that's less impressive. But when McDonald's is acknowledging you and, and Reese's Puffs are making a cereal for you and shit which like is crazy because what Thomas said, it's like this guy was like never like, well, I mean, like what? I've heard, I've always heard the term industry plant and never was never really like super clear on what it meant. I guess like what you're saying is it's like a guy that they've like sort of. Well, like, so he was credited production wise. He was, he, I remember like six years ago or whatever, he was seen as like just the greatest producer or whatever, because he was given credit for a lot of the production on Yeezus, which he did a little bit of, but it was mostly like, Hudson Mohawk and uh, I think Gasoffelstein did a lot of it. Yeah, Gustafel and some other guys and like Daft Punk, I think might have did some shit yeah, on that. And- but I mean, like, so he was seen. I mean, and also to be fair, like a lot of his earlier stuff is way better than what he puts out now. Not to be that guy, but like objectively, if you go back and hear some of his stuff, like when he, was he was doing like, like the Ben Trill shit. Yeah, like he is a he is a talented artist, but I think he's gotten to the point where like other people can do pretty much all the heavy lifting for him. And he could just ride around in a Lambo all day. And uh, really, I think as podcasters, we can respect that as that's the end goal. Right. Uh, me, and Thomas, <laughs> me and Thomas are industry plants of podcasting. I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean, honestly. You know. Yeah. Cause like just our friends have told other people about it and we will be like, uh, we've got a show. You don't have to listen. Who gives a fuck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been y'all in that. will clearly go on any show. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I I have been the same way. I ha- I I uh every once in a while I'll be like, I'm gonna tweet like a link to the Patreon, and then I do it, and one minute later I'm like, I wish I didn't do that. That was. 
that was terrible. Like I'm doing my biggest, I did my biggest thing of the year and like I have this big thing and I'm just like, I'll post about it. And if people find it, that'll be great. Yeah. We it's like embarrassing. It's so embarrassing to fucking tell people to listen to your shit. But Tom, I know I feel, I feel so like every day I feel so fucking cringy on Twitter. And that's yeah. The worst is when you think you're getting off a good joke. You know, that shit is sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, and then I'm worried what Thomas thinks about me. I'm worried what Brian <laughs> thinks about me. <laughs> like, I know it. if I post something that I think I have this new, like, thing in my brain where i'm like i don't want to be one of those epic communism guys and like i'm just obsessed with like making sure that i'm not an epic communism guy (laughs) (laughs) dude that like i will i will post something very similar like i i realize like it'll go fucking it'll do insane numbers and i'm like i'm gonna read this again and I'm like, dude, I sound like a fucking like 19 year old who just took like politics in Latin America at a state school where I'm like, this tweet is literally like, I like, God damn, this is low. Not only is it low hanging fruit, it just fucking sucks. Yeah. And but, but, but I'm a cheap whore and under it, I'm like, Hey, I got a shitty emo band and an even worse podcast. <laughs> so like, and that it. is always-, always got, if you're not your own biggest fan, who will be? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have that thing too, where I, where I'm like being earnest. And then I have to sit back and realize that, uh, my uncles are chicken fighters that have never voted, and I'm like, hey, what, <laughs> what? What can what can I add to the discourse that right? Yeah, like, somebody far more capable can. Right? Yeah, I mean? like my yeah. It's like I, I'm crafting some like three or four tweet thread about like the CIA's involvement in Guatemala or whatever, and then I yeah, I was like, dude, my dad once crashed a forklift into a shipping container, a J.P. Morgan container, beat that container with the dent out with a hammer, spray painted it whistled his way back to work foreman calls him in and says hey you want to come in here i got a video i need you to look at (laughs) and he's like i wouldn't know what the hell you're talking about and it's the video of him doing just that and i'm like yeah i'm not an analyst and that and that that, friends is how the suez canal got blocked (laughs) i just remember i just thought of this yesterday because i was thinking about my dad uh, uh somebody was asking me how i got into like shock jocks and shit and I was just like, well, my dad was a nerd and he didn't like him. And it made me like him. And then somebody was like, what What does your dad do for a living? And I was like, I don't fucking know. I never even thought to ask him. Like, I literally have no idea what my dad's job is. I just know it's something about computers. Like, he does something <laughs> is your, is your with dad, computers. Your dad's from Canada, right? right. Uh, okay, my dad lived in Canada. My dad was born in Buffalo. And he lived in Canada till he was seven, and he calls himself Canadian still. I think just because he doesn't want to be like an Ohio guy, which oh. <laughs> look at me, I fucking made my whole life around being an Ohio guy, and I'm doing gr- okay. There are worse things to be than Ohio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could be from Texas. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Texas. You know, I did a tour. We did a tour in Texas, and uh, we drew really well, and. Uh, we made our mo- we made good money and we had yeah. like a really good time and the venues were the slowest to pay out of any venues in any other city in the United States. Well, I I mean, I I've had that experience playing music where like a month will go by and I'll like text the dude and I'm like, "Hey, like we were supposed to get paid like, I don't know, 
like not a lot of money, but it's a lot to me. And he's like, they just oh, yeah. text you back and says, you know what time it is. Yeah. That's all he says. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it'll be like, what's your Venmo? And then two weeks will go by and you're like, my Venmo is this again. And they're like, oh yeah. And then they'll send it. Like it wasn't the holdup was not a logistics or like a money thing. They're just like everybody that I've met who runs venues, but be it comedy or like music, they're just barely alive. They're just barely like hanging on. It was uh, weird too because we did Dallas, Houston, Austin, and Oklahoma City. The Oklahoma yeah. City venue paid right out that night. Yeah, well, you know, you got to think about where that is. It's in one of the worst places on earth. It's you know, <laughs> Oklahoma is a hell within itself. We, you know, we we ba- we literally banished a whole race there, and then like we're like, fuck, we're out of land. We have to live here too. So you know, everyone, everyone who like drives by the reservations or whatever, and they see the casinos, and the, yeah, I feel like there's just a rot within Oklahoma that I hope it doesn't spread. Just irreparable. But, yeah, <laughs> Texas kicks ass. I I actually am. A, if weed was legal there, I would love it a lot. More. It's very not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> It is not, yeah. It is very not. But uh, actually, in in some of the bigger counties, it's basically decriminalized now. Yeah. Like they just realized that like meth and everything was getting trafficked way more. So, yeah. And Austin, uh, if you have like less than a zip, they're supposed to send you home. Like if you like if it's like less than an ounce, it's supposed to be like a ticket. Like, and but by again, that they mean if you're a white guy with a bunch of weed, they don't care. Right. Correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. If uh, for uh, those listening that might want to come find y'all that aren't already aware, where can they find y'all at? We are on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and then our Patreon is at uh, patreon.com slash Pendejo time. Pendejo's. That's P-E-N-D-E-J-O for the for, for the those not and time is t-i-m-e yeah if you don't know that one <laughs> yeah and if you're on twitter you gotta put the at symbol in front of it or you won't be able to get to it at all yeah, yeah. you gotta yeah you gotta do that i appreciate y'all doing this we, we've been trying to we've been trying to put this together for like two months now yeah, yeah. We, we, <laughs> we almost had it we almost had it so many times yeah, yeah. almost so many times but I appreciate you boys. I enjoyed the show and yeah, enjoy your uh, your presence. And Brian, of course, as always, appreciate you riding shotgun with me. And uh, we're getting ready to do this again. <laughs> yeah, we're Hell just gonna yeah. do. We're gonna turn around. I'm gonna send you another link, and we're gonna do a podcast. All right. Yeah. Well, it's good Hell to yeah. meet you. Meet everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's good to meet you. Good to meet you, Thomas. Jake, good to see you again. And good let's see you do guys. it again for yeah. sure.